If you are a messy, unorganized, scattered ADHD mom, I'm guessing you also hold a ton of guilt and shame. I'm sure you've spent plenty of time picking apart your flaws. I know I have. But today, we'd like to talk about something that you haven't considered yet. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast, the show for too much moms who feel like they're failing at motherhood. On this episode, we continue our series on ADHD and motherhood, here to tell you about what ADHD can do for you, how it can work in your favor and make you stand out in a good way. There is one major breakthrough that Steph and I make in this episode that explains a lot why we long for our pre-mom selves. I have a feeling we're not the only ones who feel this way, so stick around for it. It blew my mind. It might just blow yours. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. I am sitting next to my co-host, Steph Springer. Hi, everybody. And today, we are continuing our series on moms who feel like they suck at motherhood. (laughs) Yep. Hot mess moms, spazzes, ones who just don't quite fit. Too much moms, right? Yes, too much moms. Uh Last episode, we talked about all of the reasons it is difficult to be a too much mom or more specifically a neurodivergent or an ADHD mom in motherhood and all the things that make it so much harder But today, we want to flip it on its head because although neurodivergent ADHD, anxiety, it can cause us to struggle in a lot of ways, it also makes us exceptional in a lot of ways. Yes. So we're going to talk about the good stuff today. We're going to talk about the good stuff, which is very much needed because it's so funny when you were just saying too much moms, I'm like, isn't it interesting how we simultaneously feel like we're too much and not enough? Oh. Very well put. Isn't that interesting? Because like we do, like, oof, you're a lot. But also, we feel in many ways like we're not good enough. We're not enough to handle this. So whether you think you're too much or not enough or both, we want to give ourselves like the flip side, the positive qualities. And we are talking about this through a neurodivergent lens, uh, specifically ADHD. Right before I got my diagnosis, when I started listening to the ADHD for Smart Ass Women podcast with Tracy Atsuka, the first episode I listened to was about the differences between how ADHD presents in boys and how it presents in girls and women. And she listed all of these qualities and I was uh, like taking notes as fast as I could, like, oh my gosh, this is so me, this is so me. It was so validating. And then she stopped talking about the things that we covered in our first episode, like mental hyperactivity, distraction, all of that stuff. And then she listed the positive qualities. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool because as she was listing them, I was like, I can see myself in those too. Like I could see myself in the struggles, but it's so validating when you've been feeling bad about yourself as a mom and a human (laughs) and an adult to be like, oh, but wait, there are these good things about me too. And it was like all of these things she listed, I'm like, yes, can relate. Yes. So in motherhood, like we talked about last week, Women who have ADHD often go off the rails because all of their insecurities or all of their weaknesses are magnified. So you're in motherhood and all you're focused on is everything you're doing wrong. Yes. And all all of the bad parts of you Mm -hmm. that have come to light. And yet what I noticed is that before motherhood, I didn't 
think so badly about myself. Oh. I actually thought I was pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, and that sounds... <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm, ha- my, I'm having a head-exploding moment because when we were talking so much early on in this podcast about Remember Her... Yes. And it was so easy for you to tap into the things that you loved about your life and that you loved about yourself... Think about it through this lens now. That was the stage of your life when you weren't constantly beating yourself up. No wonder you're nostalgic for that era of your life. That was an era of your life when you loved yourself. Oh my God, that's so accurate. That's why I love the 90s and it's why it's my happy place when I watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Full House or Boy Meets World. I'm like, oh my God, this is when life was so good. Because you were, your self-talk was so positive because you were tuned into the things that were great about you that you loved because all the stuff that you struggled with hadn't yet been magnified. Yeah. No wonder we long. <gasps> oh my God. God. And I like me with my nostalgia. Like I just wrote a fucking book about it. Like, like can't let go of the past. Obsessed with the past. Why? Why? Like, of course we would long for iterations of ourself in which we were like, I'm amazing. Right? <laughs> like, it's like last week with the, I'm a fish on a ski lift. I feel so ambivalent. I'm not sure how I feel about, yes, you are sure how you feel. You feel uncomfortable because you are in an environment where everything that you are sucking at has been magnified. Of course, we miss eras of our lives when we felt like we and others were celebrating the things that were great about us. Oh my God, you guys, we just saved like $200 in therapy. (laughs) Bills. You're welcome. So you're welcome. Oh my God, you just watched that happen in real time. Like my head exploded. Wow, I know. I'm still ruminating God. on it. Wow, that's really, really okay. cool. And I've, right. I've always felt like I was a really cool 20 year old. That's well, okay, so crazy, so, even no. the way I said it. I was so cool. Okay, but let's talk but, about this because what we're going to do is we're going to list some of these qualities that, that thank God bless Tracy Atsuka. She's like our, our patron saint. Um, for listing out these qualities of women who have ADHD, these are the good things, okay? Yeah. And if you if you know us, you might recognize some of these in us. If you are like us, you will probably recognize these in yourselves. Mm-hmm. The first one is creativity, mm-hmm. right? Hyper-focused, inquisitive, exceptionally intuitive, love making new connections, enthusiastic, tenacious, Authenticity is an important value. More effective when you are your own boss. Entrepreneurs, drivenness, idea machines, interpersonal intuition, meaning we can easily read the room and other people around us. More originality and imagination than most people. Check, check. Laughs a lot. And this this one cracks me up. We didn't make this up. We're yeah. not just saying this. Looks younger than your age. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not <laughs> saying that's us. The shoe may or may not fit. And it might be you. And But we're going to talk about why. Okay. So, you know when somebody compliments you on something that you do or that you did... And they're just so amazed that you did it. And you're sitting there scratching your head thinking, why are they so excited that I did that? Because to you, it came so easily. Like it's sort of like when I say to my friends, like, oh my God, you just made this like Australian pastry. And they're like, what? That's no big deal. Right. And I'm like, you don't understand. Yes. <laughs> it's a huge really... deal. Or... But it happens to us. And that you don't think about it on the flip side when you're like, that's not a thing. Right. 
I mean, writing comes to mm -hmm. mind first and foremost for both of us. I mean, like just, I've always been a writer. It, it has always come naturally to me whenever I have a friend who's like, shit, I've got to write this for work. Or I had a school assignment where I have to write an essay and it's like somebody sticking needles in my eyes to do it. And I'm just like, are you kidding? It's like heaven. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's just like being in my zone of genius and everything just flows. And it's the most natural thing in the world to mm -hmm. me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then the important example that comes to mind for me with this, for both me and Steph is that we love a stage. Yeah. Most people hate being up on a stage. Most people hate eyes on them. I know. And we are the opposite. Mm -hmm. That is where we thrive. That is where we fly. Yeah. And when I started doing stand-up comedy, a lot of people were like, this is literally my worst nightmare. I would never do that, you know? Right. And no, we, we love a stage. We love a mic. We're both creative daydreamers. Mm -hmm. Anything that's a creative outlet, like where I can let my mind go wild, there's no restrictions. It's just however I want to do it. So with writing, I used to be into drawing. I don't do it as much anymore. But like, and I think it's because it's a non-restrictive activity that just lets you go, right? right? There's no rules. Mm -hmm. When you think about the things that you're above average at, and like we all have them, and I think we've been so tuned into the things where we feel like we're below average in some ways, that's to celebrate, like celebrate the creativity, celebrate like I'm borderline clairvoyant with my intuition sometimes. Um, I am driven and ambitious. I could focus for hours. Um, when we talk about the hyper-focus, I could write and edit for literally hours, mm -hmm. if, if not all day. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm interested in my work, I want to work all the time. Like my work ethic, as it turns out, is actually excellent right. as long as I'm interested in what I'm doing, right. which we talked about a little bit last week with the ADHD brain being wired for interest. So if I'm passionate about something, I'm unstoppable. Right. And it's like to tune into the things that are our superpowers that maybe are not despite having ADHD, yes, but actually because of it. Because of it. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we'll, we're going to just take apart some of these qualities, give you examples from our own lives in hopes that you can also identify these qualities in yourself. Right. So the creativity with both of us writing, producing, podcasting, um, the stand-up comedy for me. But right. I think another aspect of creativity that we like is we like to create community, mm. like creating collaborations and connections with people. Yeah. Like that's a part of creativity that isn't just like I'm writing a song or I'm picking up a paintbrush, right? right? right. Like your creativity might manifest in non-traditional ways. It might not be that you're a writer or an artist or a musician. It might be that you have big dreams and ideas creatively about... Um, you know, business ideas sure, or sure. events. Just Look at your own creativity through a slightly different angle, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, okay, idea machine. Mm, so I used to work in the ad world. And if you um, have any experience in that world, a big part of it is sitting in a room and brainstorming. And this was my favorite because I could just like boom, 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 like list out like hundreds of ideas. Like I, you know, when you're just in a place where you are just good at something. You can't explain it, but like it feels so good inside. And I was so good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that sometimes women with ADHD, I like have too many, so many ideas you don't even know where to begin. Right. And it becomes problematic when it's like you've got all these big ideas, but then again, your brain is moving a mile a minute. You have a hard time prioritizing and time management. So I think the flip side of being an idea machine is they don't all see the light of day 
<laughs> because the ideas themselves flow, but then the strategies. We're not talking about the bad stuff, though. Let's no. move on to looking young. This is very interesting to me. <laughs> I, that is fascinating. Because I was like, what is she talk? How would that? But she's like, okay, there's an element of ADHD where change excites you. Now, I'm an anxious person, so sometimes I'm like, no, I don't like change. But if I'm being honest, I actually do. I do like change. I get bored and restless, sometimes with work, but when it comes to your appearance, it's like, ooh, new hair color, new haircut, trying new styles. I'm gonna go thrifting and like really see if I can amplify this like vintage boho chic thing I've got going on, right? Um, so it's like maybe you're just like constantly updating your look, so maybe that makes you look young. I yeah. don't know. Or it's just, I, I think there's a youthful energy when you are the kind of person who is easily excitable and you know super social and yes. likes to stand on a stage yeah. you know what I mean like goes hand in hand yeah okay next all right hyper focus oh yeah hyper focus oh my goodness I love this what's this this is again there's just two sides of the coin mm -hmm. there is zero focus if right. it's something we're not interested in doing but if we're interested we yep. cannot get enough right that's like, I mean I think that's how I finished my book this past month is I was just and I don't think it's an accident, you guys, that I've been on Ritalin for like 15 days. And that was when I managed to finish this whole thing. Um, I just wanted to live and breathe it. It was like the dining room table with all the foam boards and the post-its and my computer and Scrivener. And I just wanted to be in it. I could have, if I didn't have to eat, take care of my kids and pick them up and drop them off and, you know, be with them. I could have just had an entire week where I was literally just me and words. Yeah. You know, I absolutely believe that. And I have a very dogmatic approach to anything that I find interest in. Like I think <laughs> about when I first found out about paleo and it was like, I read about it and I was like, oh my God. And I had all these digestive issues mm -hmm. and it was like literally from one week to the next, I went from like basically vegan to paleo and that was 10 years ago yeah. and I am still like I I started a blog I got certified as a health coach I apprenticed under another personal chef so I could become a personal wellness chef um I worked for um, a research company that specified in health and nutrition like and now I currently work for a company called paleo valley it was like once I I glom onto something, it it defines me and yeah. it, and I'm obsessed about it. When you're in, you're it. all in. Yes, exactly. And mm -hmm. I, I, maybe the... Well, I think that also like your, your interest in courses and workshops and you're always listening to podcasts. So yeah, yeah the hyper-focus can make you really efficient. Um, oh, this is one of my favorites because this is something I love about myself and I think maybe sometimes people don't love it about me. Um, the exceptionally intuitive business, right? So there's the intuition about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what your body is trying to tell you. Yes. You know in your heart what the right thing to do is. But then there's the interpersonal, the reading the room, right? And I think that one of my people who've been in relationship with me may agree. It's hard not to micromanage someone's mood when you instantly know their energy. You walk into a conversation, you can tell who's feeling what. Your friend or family member walks into a room, you know their energy. It's like they're tele it's like they're telegraphing it and you're just picking up on it. And that's annoying because it's like it's like an invasion of privacy for some people. It's like, can I just be alone with my own mood and my head and my thoughts? I'm like, I'm not trying to. It's just right. happening. Um well, it's also annoying to the person because like 
so when you're a mom, especially like I can do that with my kids. I can do that with my husband. I, it's like, you can cut through it with a knife. I can tell Mm -hmm. when everybody's energy is down. And if it's all at the same time, Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a hot mess. Like I'm miserable. So again, we're trying to talk about the positive qualities. I think, in, <laughs> I think in friendships, this could be incredibly helpful. It's just, it can also be too much. Sometimes well, and to... I've, I've being empathic. Like I, yeah. I love that about myself and it's also extremely painful because yeah. again, you feel things so deeply, but like it is a superpower. It is being sensitive, being tuned in. And one of the positives of that is that love of making new connections yeah. because we truly love connecting. We just can't do it in a superficial way. No. There's no bullshit. It's no. like I the meet... things that we have talked about already today, the things that we have confessed to each other. Um, that when, we're not sharing. No, on we're this not podcast. sharing those because we do have some boundaries. But like, it's like the thing where you just want to go deep with relationships. Yes. Right? Yes. And you can. I... I knew what mood you were in before you even walked into my house. Yes. You know? Yes. And you asked me to tell me what's going on or tell you what's going on. And then I did. But I, this, this part of it, I love about myself. It's very rare for me to meet somebody who I can't find a way to connect with. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I click with everybody, but I can get to them in terms of, um, get to them sounds like I'm being malicious. I desperately want to find a connection with everybody mm-hmm. and want them to enjoy their experience with me. I think yes. that's just how I go through life. Well, it's like also putting people at ease and making them comfortable. It's not like you walk into a crowd and you're just like, look at me. Like you genuinely, you want other people to feel good. Yeah. You want to, you want there to be this authentic reciprocity. Yeah. The way my oldest describes it about me is she's like, you just want to make platonic soulmates with everyone you meet. And oh. she didn't mean it as a compliment, but I'm like, yes, I do. That is so The Coles cashier. Yeah. 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 The, uh, like when they're feeling down, like a cashier is such a good example. There's it is. like this man at Target who works there constantly. He's there every time. He's an older man. You I, probably I know, know who, who you're is. talking about. And like he's he's not a miserable person, but he's not like the no, happiest. No, he's not happy. He's somewhere. So, but when he's, when he's, I can tell when he's having a bad day. I know, me too. I always, he's sweet. Like I think he, he, he's. But has, you can, he tell, he is like a, he, you can like read like the weariness on yeah. him. Yeah. Or when he's just like beaten down by the day. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, I, I love, love that you know one. who I'm talking about. Totally and too. I'm not going to say his name because I actually know it. But <laughs> I but I, I want to cheer him up. I, I want I want him to be happy. I know. I, I have like... my favorite bagger at Sprouts. And I'm like, oh, he's going to be disappointed that I'm in this line. I thought about that too. Because we, we yeah. like talking. Yes. And I'm like, you're so good at what you do. Like, look at the, how well organized this grocery box is. I love that. Mm. All right. Now, well, okay. Uh, hey, this segues right into enthusiasm. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Um, we're, we're enthusiastic. We're a little over the top sometimes. Yes. And and <clears throat> I, I think that's a great thing. I mean, I'm definitely of my friend group, like the loudest and the one with the biggest smile and the one who always starts with, so let's have some deep conversation. Like, right. tell me about your favorite childhood memory. Like, that's how we'll start a conversation. <laughs> uh, that's better than the boring ass weather. Right. I can't do, I, I can't do small talk. I can I can take small talk and make it deep. Superpower right Ooh, no, there. I like that. Just yeah. a superpower. My one of my trademark words that the girls use to describe me and my is joie de vivre, mm-hmm. which is not joy of life. It's joy of living. Yeah. I have struggled for many years being the only optimist in my home. Mm-hmm. It, it's like I'm not an idiot. I'm not toxically positive, but mm-hmm. I am optimistic. Yeah. 
And I think that's a good quality. That's it. We're not, we're not going to defend ourselves. We are optimism is right. a good thing. No apologies in this mm-hmm. episode. No apologies. This is just about celebration. And this goes into our like multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The dreams and the passions you have for yourself. So we won't go into all of what we discussed before this episode, but this is so fascinating to me that we thought the same thing. We wish we could live all mm. of the lives. Yeah. If anybody if that hits with you, like, I love you. Because I think before we become moms, you know, in our teens and early 20s, we all have these dreams of the lives we imagine for ourselves. Maybe some people are very focused and they know exactly what that looks like. I was not. Like, I had a lot of different versions in my head of how my life could go. And there's still some sadness for Mm -hmm. like the lives that I didn't get to live. Yeah, the path's not taken. Yeah, and I just, I think I could have been good at a lot of them. And my husband and I talk about this a lot because he has a hard time, like if somebody asks him what his passion is or what his hobbies are, what he would be doing if he wasn't doing what he was doing. And he doesn't have an answer for that. And he's Mm -hmm. always struggled with that. But like, I know, like I have Mm -hmm. a list and like I can visualize all of them and they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All the lives. Um, okay. Authenticity. We, we need to be ourselves. It's impossible not to, Mm -hmm. it is impossible not to just be your authentic self when you have this, this quality. Yes. There's Um, again, no small talk. mm -hmm. It's hard to put a mask on and be somebody different than you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm terrible, like a terrible poker face. Like I just, this is me. <laughs> I'm cringing because Stacy wrote in these notes, I'm terrible at lying and keeping secrets. That was one of the, Tracy mentioned in that episode, like bad secret keepers. And I literally, I deliberately didn't put that in my post because I'm like, I don't want my best friends to stop telling me stuff. Funny. <laughs> I'll keep your secrets, you guys. Right. But yeah. Oh um, my God, that's funny. Okay. Well, this, okay, so this one goes into that, the creativity, the enthusiasm, the drive. So many women with ADHD thrive when we are our own bosses. So many entrepreneurs have ADHD. We want to do it our own way. It's the way that works best for us. I've literally never had a nine to five job in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I just don't think I can. I don't think I'm built for it. But it does go hand in hand with the drivenness because it's not like you're lazy and you don't want to work. No. Sometimes it's an obsessive tunnel vision kind of a thing. It is. And you do go for it, but on your own terms. Next. Originality. I love this. I love this so much. We are different. Like, and we, it's like we sense each other. It's like gaydar, but for... ADHDR, ADHD. There was something about Steph. I cannot pinpoint it. She was my daughter's music teacher. I loved her from day one. I there was something about her, and then yeah, it's like it's like a pheromone thing, but not in a sexual way. It's like you're magnetically drawn, and I've started to notice that some of my favorite friends and people that. I'm like, oh, God, they totally have ADHD. And it's not like a, it, it's just, you're, it's like a vibrational frequency. That's a good way Like, I think it, we yeah. were just drawn to each other's yeah. vibrational frequency. Yes, yes. And it's, it, it's, it's beautiful. Like, you feel like you're not alone. I guess that's why yes. we're doing this series is, yes. again, we want you to know there are others like you. Like, we're, we're them. And through and we this, found each other. you will find others like you and, and, and our, our grander hope here is to create a community of us. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um, this is a silly little example, but um, in my ADHD nature, I, I never 
finish matching the socks. I hate laundry. It's the bane of my existence. Um, and when I get to the socks, I give up. I just throw my hands up and say, F it. I don't yeah. care. Figure it out. Right. And because of that, we don't have any matched socks. I just throw them all in a drawer in my kitchen. And I don't have any match socks in my bedroom either. Well, we and should so, have a kitchen sock drawer. It's be- it's the best. Thing I'm so that sick I've of ever running done. upstairs yes, exactly. to get my damn socks. That was an ADHD hack for sure. Oh my god, I love it. I'm gonna start doing that. I was wear, and I don't care about the mismatched thing. I had a student yesterday. I'm like, yeah, hi, I'm wearing mismatched socks. She's like, I do that too. I'm like, you probably do it on purpose. I just couldn't find it. Exactly. And I've taught my daughters to do the same. So it's pretty beautiful every day. We go to school all mismatched and it just brings us together and it makes me unique. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Um, I love this one. Laughing a lot. Mm -hmm. I love laughing. It's my favorite. I'm Mm -hmm. like Buddy the Elf. Smiling is my favorite. I think we've talked about how we, like my kids call me Buddy the Elf. My kids call me Buddy the Elf too. We had no idea. We had no, 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 we didn't know. But it's not shocking. I'm like, smiling's my favorite. I love to laugh. Yeah. I'm like, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Ah! (laughs) That's so good. So yes, it feels good to be full of life. Now, our final parting note to give you inspiration and to remind you that you are special and amazing is to give you this short list of well-known, accomplished women who have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles. Emma Watson. Pulitzer Prize-winning writer Katherine Ellison. Zoe Deschanel. Award-winning producer and Verizon Media Accessibility and Inclusion spearheader Margot Joff. Uh, Mel B from the Spice Girls. Does it get any better than that? Yeah. Look, there are tons of brilliant women out there with ADHD. And if you if you do some research on there, you're going to find, like, there are amazing women doing amazing things out there. Not in spite of their ADHD. Yes, because of it. Because and of it. I will also say Jenna Kutcher, she's somebody I've been following for a while, um, a podcaster. Her podcast is called Gold Digger, and she has recently been diagnosed, and she's been talking about it there, too. So um, great, great reference for those of you who are trying to dive deeper into your mm-hmm. ADHD. And tomorrow is my screening, so I am very excited, nervous for that. Yep. And I just had my two-week med check, and I'm doing great on my on the two meds I'm taking. Mm-hmm. I don't feel them. I just function better. Mm. It's amazing. It's been it's changed. It's changed my it's changed everything for me. So, so we encourage you all to go find your good parts. After we went yeah. through all the negatives, go find yeah. your good parts. Write a list. Because yes. when you do, like this episode felt so good for me to do. Yeah. At first it felt embarrassing because I felt like I was bragging. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through I picked up and I was like, Oh, God, this feels good. Yeah, and also, it's not like we haven't been obsessing on our shortcomings. It's like the difference between being an egomaniac with narcissism is we're like, oh, I suck at that, I suck at that, I'm terrible, I'm inadequate. So let this be your celebration. And as Stacey so perfectly said, go find your good parts. And we'll see you next time. Hey, friends, if this message resonates with you, If you feel like you're with us on our messy, messy motherhood journey and you are so happy that somebody is finally talking about this stuff, please do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. When you subscribe, it helps other moms like us find this community. It helps grow this beautiful, creative, quirky, loud tribe. For so long, we felt so alone. And then Steph and I found each other. And then you found us. So if you subscribe, we can grow this thing together. And thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate more than you'll ever know.